Galatians chapter 4, that's where we're headed at verse 4. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, and here's what it says. But when the fullness of time, of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verses 4 and 5 of Galatians chapter 4, you may be seated. Last week when we were together, we talked a bit about um, when the long way is the best way. Um, when God is taking you through, uh, when he could have taken the shortcut to get you to the promise, and it seems like he's taking his time. But hopefully you were encouraged and we want to stay in the same vein because no matter how long it takes, when God says something, when he promises something, you can count on it. And the proof of that is when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. As we get closer and closer to Christmas, where we as Christians, we as saints are not just celebrating the birth of any child, just not even just the birth of a really good child, not even just the birth of a prophet or the founder of a religion. Jesus is much more than any of that. We are celebrating the very incarnation of God. Incarnation, it's just a big theological word that means that Jesus is God in the flesh. We don't celebrate just because some child was born. No, we celebrate the fact that the eternal creator entered the womb of a creature that he created was made flesh and dwelt among us. Paul said it like this, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And if, you will, if you'll give me a little bit of time, I want to preach from the simple subject God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus. Because there are, there are some truths, there are some truths in those two little verses that I want to pull out today, um, prayerfully again to further encourage you uh, about what kind of God we serve. Let me jump right in. Uh, so as not to take too long. First of all, there is a lesson in here about God's plan. About God's plan. When the fullness of time was come, that's when God sent Jesus. 
I like the way the NIV puts it. But when the set time, shout set time. Yeah, when the set time had fully come, not too early, not too late, he sent his son in the fullness of time at the set time according to his plan. This passage is part of a larger context um, where Paul is explaining the relationship between law and grace so that we understand how we're justified by faith alone, right? The law was just a tutor, a guardian watching over a child until that child is ready for the independence of adulthood. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Paul makes clear that the law was not enough to do the job. Rules and rituals and religion could not save. It only forces us to recognize that we need a savior because all have sinned and fall short of his glory. But when the fullness of time was come from back in the garden Genesis chapter 3 God warns the serpent of his impending doom and then from that point all the way through Matthew we have hints about the one who is coming who would save the world through Genesis through the prophet Isaiah through Micah through Hosea all throughout the Psalms uh, even in Daniel chapter 9 Verses 24 to 27, we get hints about the time that the Messiah would come. But from there until of the end of the Old Testament, there is still no Messiah, but God has a plan. Then you get past, I'm trying to hurry up, you get past the, the Old Testament and you get the period in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, 400 years where not only does God not fulfill his promise, but he doesn't say a word. He's silent, but he still has a plan. There is no prophetic voice at all. Not until John the Baptist shows up on the scene. But by this time, the people of Israel, they're under Roman rule. They're desperately in need of a Messiah, but they feel like God's been wasting time. He's been sitting on his hands. He's been doing nothing. But Paul says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Just because he was quiet, just because he was silent, didn't mean he didn't have a plan. Isn't that just like God? Uh, Brother Daniel just reminded us of how the old folks used to say it he may not come when you want him you can finish it but he's always on time in the fullness of time he's got a plan let me see if I can help us to get it um, I think I've told you all this story uh, from when uh, Deacon Reggie Johnson um uh, he went in for a procedure a few years ago. I don't remember how many years ago it was. Uh, he went in for a procedure. He and Minister Johnson, Minister Christie, and, uh, and his heart stopped while he was in the procedure. Long story short, uh, I went to see Brother Reggie, and, and, and he was lying on the hospital bed. He is in the ICU. He is on the ventilator with tubes and lines everywhere, and with only the love that a wife can feel. Minister Christie looked at me and she said, I need my husband. And Jalen needs his grandfather. 
She said, I need God to move now. And what she said next, it was one of those moments in my ministry that made me stop and think. It made me very aware of what I've been teaching and how I've been saying it. She said, Pastor, I know you say it's a process that God, that God doesn't do things suddenly. And in my mind, uh, it was like tires coming to a screeching halt. It was like a needle moving across a broken record. I thought, oh my goodness, I need to clarify and apologize for sounding like I don't believe God does stuff suddenly. Um, because God is God. And he can do what nobody else can do. And he is not bound by time. So I know he can do it right now if he chooses. But what I do want us to understand is that whenever he does it, whether it's right now or a day from now or 10 years from now, whether he takes me the shortcut or the long way, it will be when the fullness of time has come. As a matter of fact, um, as we were leaving the room that day, uh, I heard that still small voice, uh, Minister McClure, he was with me on that hospital visit. I heard that still small voice say, tomorrow is the day. You can ask Brother McClure, he was with me. So I turned and I looked at Reggie and I said, when I see you tomorrow, it will be without the ventilator and you'll be talking tomorrow. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it, God did what he said he was going to do. I want you to understand, listen to me it didn't happen because I said it was going to I said it was going to because it was already scheduled to happen when the fullness of time y'all understand what I'm saying all right <clears throat> that's the right time the appointed time time revolves around Jesus Christ anyway he is the blending of deity and humanity he is that place where time and eternity meet he is the intersection between earth and heaven that, that he he is everything that that the old testament was pointing to he is i heard one preacher say it like this he's heaven's wonder and hell's worry and humanity's way out of death sin hell and the grave but when the fullness of time was come that's why we can praise God this morning because our God is a God that has a plan and moves right on time you may not have it now but in the fullness of time it may be hard now but in the fullness of time I may be broke now but in the fullness of time my kids may be strung out now but in the fullness of time I may be sick now but in the fullness of time my back is against the wall now but in the fullness of time I may be struggling now but in the fullness of God's timing is always the fullness no matter how long it's taking when the fullness of time comes and we're going to move on but let me just throw this in Jesus is coming back again in the fullness of time. Uh, it's been 2,000 years and he hasn't showed up yet. But don't you worry about that because God has a plan. One preacher said, we're not on the planning committee. 
we're on the welcoming committee we just have to make sure we're ready when he comes because he is coming in the fullness of time. The first time he came as a little baby, the next time he's coming as a conquering king. The first time he came and was laid in a manger, next time he'll be seated on a throne. The first time he came, he rode on a mule. This time he'll be riding on a cloud. The first time he came to seek and save, rule. And this time he comes to rule and reign. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess when he comes again. This text teaches us about God's plan not only that the text teaches us about God's proficiency you know that word it's just a big $10,000 word that refers to God's expertise his skill his know-how his mastery in other words he's God all by himself I say it all the time he's big enough strong enough, smart enough, wise enough, rich enough, powerful enough to be God all by himself. And whatever needs to be done, he can do it. Look at what the text says. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. God did it at the right time. God did the work. God made it happen. God was the source. God was the catalyst. Consider the context in which Paul is writing this letter to the church at Galatia. Paul went to the Roman province of Galatia preaching the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, how he was crucified on a Roman cross, but God raised him from the dead with all power in his hand. There are those who heard the gospel and who believed, and various churches were started in this province, but when Paul moved out of it, there was a group that moved into it called the Judaizers. They were a group of religious zealots. They tried to blend Christianity and Judaism. They claimed that to be saved you had to believe in Jesus but that wasn't enough. You had to practice also the rules of Moses, particularly circumcision to make your salvation complete. Some of the new believers were bewitched by these false teachers so Paul writes this book to let them know that God sent Jesus to set you free so don't go back to the bondage of religious rules our salvation is based on what God has done in Jesus Christ it's the gospel plus nothing else that's why I wouldn't serve any other God every other religion that there is is just a religion of do's and don'ts if you want the prize do this but don't do that no but our faith is not about do's and don'ts it's not about what we do and don't do it's about what God has already done for us in Jesus Christ in the fullness of time God sent after all he's God all by himself he can do what he wants to do he can do what needs to be done all by himself what's your point reverend here it is nobody had to make Jesus appear at the right time God did it Whatever it is you're waiting on, whatever it is you're trusting God for, God doesn't need your help making it appear. Many of us are trying to serve on the wrong committee. <laughs> Remember, he hasn't called us to the planning committee, just the welcome committee. Pastor Mary had to do her part. Yes, she did. You know what her part was? Saying yes. 
the fullness of time has come, he'll do it. He is Jehovah. May I, let me back up my argument if, I, if possible. For the entire time of human history, God managed to be God without our help. <laughs> he doesn't need anything outside of himself to be who he is. He's the first, he's the last, he's the beginning, the ending, the alpha, omega. He is he who is, who was, who is to come before the mountains were brought forth, ever the world, the world or the earth were formed from everlasting to, to everlasting. He is God. He has not needed any man's help to be who he is from the foundation of the earth. Remember he asked Job when Job got beside himself, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? When the morning stars started singing and the sons of God rejoiced, where were you when I bridled the sea or made the clouds? Have you ever commanded the morning? Listen, God created everything and he continues to govern everything he created nobody has to give him strength nobody had to make him king nobody voted him in he is not the design of our overactive imagination our praise doesn't make him who he is he's God enough to have wrapped himself in light he's so much God that he established the world and the world still runs like it's supposed to every uh, every 24 hours we go in a complete cycle uh, so and and we're, we're in that cycle far enough away from the sun so that we don't burn up but close enough to the sun to keep us warm and the earth spins as it goes around the sun just fast enough so that, uh, so that we don't go flying off but just slow enough to hold us on. God is still God. He still does everything well and without our assistance. I'm trying to hurry up. All I'm trying to say is, he's got a good track record. Everything works like it's supposed to. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son made of a woman made under the law. We've seen the plan of God. We've seen the proficiency of God. But then finally, in this verse, we see the provision of God. It's right in the text. When the fullness of time was come God sent forth here's the provision his son you see that it doesn't say that when the fullness of time was come God made his son it says he sent forth his son he didn't have to create Jesus he didn't have to create something new to deal with the problem. He stepped in himself. He provided himself. You don't believe me? Consider what John said. Y'all know how John introduces his gospel. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him 
was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Here's verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All I'm trying to tell you is that he didn't come into being in Bethlehem, but has been here throughout the endless ages of eternity past. God sent forth his son. Jesus Christ was not an afterthought of God. He wasn't something that God conjured up when things got out of control. God wrapped himself in flesh but when the fullness of time was come at the right time to a virgin chosen named Mary uh, to miraculously conceive of the Holy Ghost God provided himself as a baby he already existed they just couldn't see him so he wrapped himself in flesh like a man stepped through the portal of humanity and stepped into time and I've come to tell you that whatever you are facing this morning whatever you are facing today God is not scrambling to come up with a solution for your situation he is not trying to figure out what to do he's not trying to figure out what you need he doesn't have to create what you need he already is exactly what you need you just couldn't see him yet he's already the healer he's already the provider he was advocate before you knew you were in trouble Before you got in bondage, he was a deliverer. <laughs> Listen, he provides himself. I know I get on my wife's nerves. Uh, I recognize this, and we've been married for 19 years. I'm okay with it. That's, that's <laughs> I know I get on her nerves. She was telling me uh, the other day, you know, she was getting, getting all this stuff together for Morehouse and, and trying to um, trying to deal with the, the financial portions and um, you can do payments but in order to do payments you got to come up with this by this time and, uh, and she's she's telling me Sam we have to have by January whatever we got to have this amount of money if we want to enroll in the payment plan I'm like okay she says but we don't have it okay By this date, this amount, okay. Finally, she gets tired enough of me to just go on about her business. <laughs> because here's what I've had to figure out. That even when I don't see it, even when the evidence is not there God has a way of providing himself into my situation 
I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. But if, if, is there anybody here that knows that God knows how to provide himself into your situation when you don't see a way? That's how we walk by faith. I know I'm, I'm getting on y'all's nerves like I get on hers. That's all right. Just look at somebody, tell them whatever you need, the Lord has already provided in himself. Let me close. What is it that you need today? Do you need somebody to fix your broken heart? I've got good news for you. God sent Jesus. Are you looking for somebody to ease your troubled mind? I've got good news for you. God sent Jesus. Are you looking for someone to heal your body? I've got good news for you. God sent Jesus. His name is wonderful. His name is counselor. He is the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Whatever it is that you are looking for this morning, God has provided himself when the fullness of time was come God sent Jesus made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons is there anybody here who's just grateful that you have received the adoption of sons. I may not have it. I may not see it. But my daddy, he's rich in houses and land. Is there anybody here who knows that God is enough? Because you couldn't save yourself, you couldn't heal yourself, you couldn't deliver yourself, you couldn't make yourself whole. But he provided a spotless lamb who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, he was hung up for our hang-ups, bruised for our iniquities, wounded for our transgressions. The punishment that brought our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He endured the cross, despising the shame. But right early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. 
Is there anybody here who's grateful that God sent Jesus? I like the way the hymnologist put it. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. But an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know. He holds my future and life is worth the living just because. Oh, it's worth it. Would you tell three people it's worth it? It's worth it. It's worth it. God sent Jesus. It's worth it. Live on. Live on. Live on. Live on. God sent Jesus. Live. 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 Look at live, look at live, look at live, look up to Jesus. This is not it. This is not your stopping point. This is not your get off point. Live.
that is the good news. God sent Jesus. That's, that's what gives us the strength to carry on. God sent Jesus. We may not understand his plan, but I promise you he has one. He's proficient at what he does. And he will provide. He has provided Jesus. Now here's the thing. I told you the only thing Mary had to do was say yes. Right? She said, I'm your servant. Be it unto me as you said. Would you say yes today? Jesus the Christ. Listen, God has already provided Jesus. He provided, I can't say it any better than John did, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that is his unique one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. If you're here, you're not sure you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, it's not too late to say yes to Jesus. You can be sure today. Here's what, the, here's what the word says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. If you're not sure you're saved, would you come now? We're all going to spend eternity somewhere. But you can know you're going to spend yours with Jesus Christ. You're not sure. Come now. You want somebody to walk with you, they will. Matter of fact, you step out in the aisle, one of these good deacons will come and meet you halfway. We just don't want you to miss this opportunity. Listen, you're not too dirty. You haven't gone too far. You haven't done too much. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. I can't promise you an easy walk but I promise you it's worth it. It's worth it. That's the first call. If you're not sure you're saved, you want to accept Jesus, you can do that today. If you're watching online, send us a message in the chat. Uh, send us a, a direct message or put it in the chat. Somebody's monitoring, and they'll reach out to you shortly so that you can give your life to Christ today. I promise it's the best decision you'll ever make. That's the first call. Here's the second call. Maybe you're saved already. You already know where you're going to spend eternity. You know you're saved. But you know that the Lord wants you here at Mount Calvary as your church home. If that's you, would you come now? If you know the Lord wants you here, come now. If you're supposed to be here, God bless you. If you're supposed to be here, we need you here. Those two calls, if you're not sure you're saved, or if you know the Lord wants you here, Same for those who are watching. If you know that you're supposed to be a part of the Mount Calvary family, send us a message, put it in the chat. Somebody's looking, 
and they'll reach out to you shortly and tell you how you can become a part of the Mount Calvary family. Those two calls. He's got the plan for you, I'm telling you. He has the plan for you. You just need to tell him yes. Tell him yes. Somebody to walk with you, just raise your hand. We'll come get you. Kept you even when you didn't know how to keep yourself. Walk with you even when you didn't know it was him. He brought you this one. else then is saved and is where you know you belong. I just don't want you to miss it. Feel the tug. I just don't want you to miss it. Good. Let's thank God for this family that has come. Good. 
And they'll go with you, Miss Kim? They'll go with you after? All right. They'll go with Miss Kim. Good. Good, good. When the fullness of time.
is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others. Today is their fullness of time. I think it's really something that I'm listening to y'all play and hearing what sounds like a train coming. Somebody else has got some kids, they're waiting. <laughs> Somebody else has got a family, they're waiting. And when the fullness of time comes, I can hear it. Thank you. 
people's breakthrough. It ain't nothing to talk about. It ain't nothing to judge about. It ain't nothing to gossip about. Because why you gossiping? Hey, 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 hey. Breakthrough is coming for that family. God wants deliverance for our families. Glory to God. I need the parents to come over here. Because there's plenty of babies on God saved today. I need the family of Amaya Webster, Jade Sanders, and if I pronounce their names wrong, y'all forgive me. Jade Sanders, Amaya, these are babies that gave their hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. Carolyn, Bodie, Maya Miller, Justice Hunter. Glory. Glory. Ashley, grab Justice Mama. Love on her. Yeah. Come on, y'all. They coming in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Ariane, the parents of Ariane Tigner and Josh Crawford. All of these children have given their hearts to the Lord today. Parents, I need you to come on over here and go to the back. If the parents of Amaya, Jade, Carolyn, or Carlin, Mila, Justice, Ariane and Josh, if you could follow one of the people around to the back, because your babies have given their hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise in this place. Hallelujah. I know we're trying to get up out of here. Woo. been an awesome worship service today. It's now time for our offering. Mm-mm-mm. God is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is now time for our offering. And there are three ways for us to give. But I ask when you give it, that you don't forget about the benevolence and offerings that BJW Winston Center. Mount Calvary really going someplace. Pastor dropped prophetic words on us today. And I pray that we all receive 
what the prophetic blessing that he gave unto all of us today. This really is a place of refuge. It really is. Many of us have been members here for years, not because, oh, we just go to Mount Calvary. No, we come to hear the word of the Lord so we can get filled up and we can go back out and give it to others in the name of Jesus. So it's giving time. If you want to give, you can text to give at 855-908-0710. If you want to give by cash app, we ask that you give your full name in the cash app. And it's dollar symbol MTC eight. MTC ALMBC. You want to give by Givelify. You can tap. That's an app on your phone. You can tap, give, and it's done. It's important that we give, Saint, because we give into the kingdom of God so the gospel of Jesus Christ can go everywhere and people can hear it. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. This has been sweet, I know. Jesus is sweet, I know. I'm going to pray for all of those who have loved ones at home that are sick. If you know somebody that's sick, we're going to pray for them. But by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. That's not past tense. That's present tense. This has been good for us to fellowship for these last couple of hours. Now, when we go out, we go out carrying his name. We go out to give the gospel of Jesus Christ out there to a dying world. Amen. All hearts and minds are clear. Let me see your hand. Amen. I just want to make sure, like Pastor said, we, everybody know where they're supposed to be at? Amen. We know we're on our way somewhere. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this awesome word. You sent your son, Jesus. And Jesus, you have brought all of us in this place through various trials and tribulations. And whatever else we face, you're going to bring us through, God. We're holding onto your unchanging hand. And we thank you for that. Lord, watch between all of us this week. Whatever we're facing, we know that the greater one is with us. We thank you for being our Lord and Savior. You're going to do it. God, you're going to deliver and save whole families. Many people here today witness other people just worship you and praising you but they're going to see it with their own eye. Just like when you had your two servants in the temple and they said, we're not leaving until we lay our eyes on the Christ, the Messiah. You're coming back again, Jesus. And we want to be found on our post. We want to be found sharing the gospel. We want to be found giving to the poor, to the hungry. We want to be found praying for people. And we thank you 
We love you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. And we thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding that will keep our hearts in mind. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Now to him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. I'm going to stop it right there because he get all the glory. Amen. Have a blessed week, everyone.